Welcome to the Lioness Queen Christian Podcast. You're a host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's go ahead and jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. You know, I always, <laughs> the thing that I always love to do is start with a quote in every episode. Uh, this time it's a poem. Um, and so it comes from, I'm coming again from Pierre Alex Gente's book called Her. I absolutely love this book of poems about women. Um, so the poem says, You may not be their cup of tea, but to someone else, you will be an entire ocean of everything that quenches their thirst and awakens their soul. Woo! Mm. Can you believe that, Lioness Queens? I, I really love this because it's so true, but sadly, we as women, you know, Sometimes we don't believe this. You know, what do you think? Do you think that there is someone else out there in the world who will be an entire ocean of everything that quenches their thirst and awakens their soul? And it's you. Another revelation in that quote that we don't, you know, that we kind of don't want to hear is that Anyone has the freedom, and I'm using that word, right? Freedom of changing their desire of what they like. I think that is one of the hardest pills to swallow when someone changes their thirst in a marriage. When someone decides to go in another direction from how they felt Um, before the wedding day, on the wedding day, maybe, you know, a little bit after the wedding day. But reality is everyone has a right to change their mind, which sounds ridiculous when people make vows and we want to say we make vows to the Lord and, you know, you go all out to, you know, uh, you know, Men go all out to boo you, to woo you, to love you, cherish you, spoil you, adore you, help you, right? But whatever the case, we all have a right to freedom. We all have a right to change our mind. And sadly, it happens in marriages as well. Think about marriages now where couples have been home with each other probably for the first time in their lives. You know, um, they're together morning, noon, and night, from sunup to sundown. They've been stuck, stuck with the person they married. You know, sadly, during this time, people are realizing the person they married is not the same person they're quarantined with. 
And as a result, you know, they don't like what they see. They don't like this person. And, you know, many of them do not want to be in the marriage anymore. If you think about it, we do change. We do evolve. We do metamorphosize, you know, due to experiences or lack thereof. But does it make it right? No. Does it make it fair? No. Does it feel good? No. But no one is perfect. And when you do not keep God first, then it's easy for distractions to cause people to go off course, cause people to lose their way, cause people to make mistakes, cause um, causes people to not deal with their own issues, you know? The question is, how do we cope when this happens? So think about it, but that's that's real. That is, I remember when um, I heard a friend of mine say that to me, you know, every, you know, people do have a right to change their mind. And I'm like, man, but it was ma- a marriage, you know? And, and even in marriages, people do have a right. Um, So today's episode, I want to go back to the children of Israel and the scripture I used before, Numbers 14, 3 and 4. Now, there was one part that I kind of left out discussing um, as it related to this story of not looking back, um, of looking back and wanting to go back to Egypt. I feel like I want I really wanted to dedicate a whole episode to talk about another reason why the Israelites wanted to go back to bondage which connects to things that were imposed or even self-imposed um, and planted in their subconscious. If you know the story, you know that God told Moses Um, to send men to explore the land of Canaan, which he was giving to the Israelites. It wasn't like, oh, you have to defeat. The Lord was giving. But anyway, that's a whole nother subject. That's a whole nother topic. All of them were leaders from each ancestral tribe within the children of Israel. They weren't regular men. They were leaders, but Moses told the men, hey, go out, survey the land, find how's the soil, who lives on the land, are they big, are they small, you know, how are the towns, how are the trees, the fruit, hey, bring me, bring back some of that fruit so we can test it out and see, you know, will, will it sustain us? And so it took the men 40 days before they returned. Once they returned, they reported to Moses, Aaron, and the whole Israel community. They did confirm the land flowed with milk and honey. Fruit was amazing. Land was rich and fertile. I mean, a totally true oasis. However, they could not stop focusing on the people who lived there. And... They focused on, they seemed very powerful. So they made an assumption and their cities were large and fortified. They said 
These were the descendants of Anak. And despite how great the land would have been for the Israelites, they could not stop wrapping their minds around their fear. And that is what I want to talk about in this episode today, Linus Queens, our fear mindset. This is so interesting to me because Moses picked like the leaders, right? He picked out men. So why would these leaders be fearful considering everything that God did for them, you know? Um, And as a result, the negative report from 10 men, it wasn't all as the story goes into, only 10 caused a great rebellion amongst, among the Israelites and it was all based on fear, not fact. Again, fear was the problem, let me say, right? Fear, let me say that again. Fear was the problem. Where was the fear? In their perspective. And guess what? Fear is also a problem with us. It's also a problem in our perspective. How does fear take root really in our lives? I was kind of pondering over this, but if you think about it, it's a very simple concept that hasn't changed since the beginning of time. The first time you hear about the word fear or someone being afraid was after Adam and Eve sinned, you know, um, when God came into the land looking for them, right? That word has always been around since the beginning of time. With Adam, it was the act of sin. They, they, they were disobedient. And as a result, that invoked and planted fear in them. Fear can be planted in your subconscious in two ways. It can be planted by ourselves based on our own experiences, or it can be imposed on us by someone else's experiences. So let's go back to the story with the children of Israel. The first individuals to experience fear was the 10 spies. And again, I I can't wrap my head around. When I was reading this, I'm like, they were leaders and they had fear. To me, you would have thought they would have been ready to conquer the land, right? But, you know, they were fearful. But again, like I said, it wasn't all of them, right? Caleb and Joshua did not have the same fear. But sadly, the voice of the 10 spies, those 10 leaders, evoked and planted fear into the Israelites. They got it secondhand. So their fear wasn't based on their own. It was based on someone else's fear, not facts. It was all how they interpreted someone else's perspective and made it their own without challenging why they even felt that way and and didn't even believe to take into account Caleb and Joshua's perspective. The Israelites took hold onto that negative perspective and report. They ran with it, right? It's sad to say, but many of our fears were not even our own. Just like theirs. Think about it. So I created this exercise I want us to do. So I want you to get a sheet of paper. And um, what I want you to do at the top of the sheet of paper, 
I want you to write down what fears are in my subconscious. (laughs) And so uh, I'm going to give you some time to do that. But the title of this little exercise is called What Fears Are In My Subconscious? Okay. Now, what I want you to do, I want you to create three columns. Each Each one has a title. So I want to have, I want you to have two big ones from the left and one skinny one on the right. (laughs) I'll explain. I'll explain. Again, the title of the exercise is called What Fears Are In My Subconscious? Then I want you to create three columns, two big ones on the left, one little one on the right. Okay. Now let me give you the title of each column. So the first column I want you to tie right down the words impose, self-impose. That's the name of that column. The second column, I want you to write down the words fear mindset. And the title in the third column is facts slash truth. You got it? Okay, so again, I'm going to go back because I'm trying to give you time to get some paper So the title of the exercise is called What Fears Are In My Subconscious? You're going to divide your paper up into three columns. Two big ones on the left, one little one on the right. So the first one is called Imposed Self slash Self-Imposed. The second column is called Fear Mindset. And the third column is called Facts slash Truth. Okay. You good now? All right. So what I want you to do is I really don't want you to complete this right now. Um, I want you to hold off until the podcast is over so you can really process and think about um, this chart and how you have planted fears in your subconscious or how they were imposed on you. Um, The reason why... (laughs) <laughs> you have a little one on the end. Well, I would say the sad part is why the third column is the skinniest is because we focus more on the first two than on the truth, than on God's word. And so that is one of the reasons why I made it small. So you can see the impact of the other two. So I'm going to, um, let's think about the children of Israel. So you kind of can kind of get a perspective of, um, the exercise. So I'm going to give some examples of how I will use this chart for the children of Israel to give you a better understanding how fear in their subconscious caused a mental breakdown between their liberation and enslavement. Now, I'm only going to focus on the first two columns. Okay, so let me share the list the Lord gave me um, that makes the connection between what was imposed or self-imposed. Um, that led to a fear mindset. Okay. So here's some examples. So their oppression led to an inferior mindset. Hopelessness led to a doubting mindset. Inadequacies led to a low self-regard mindset. Thought of as property led to a victim mindset. Abuse led to a feeling nobody loves me mindset. The spies report led to a grasshopper mindset. Hurt led to hurt others mindset. Lack led to a negative mindset. 
Now, you know, I can go on and on, but do you see the relationship? Do you see the connection? And this is what I want you to do with it when uh, the podcast is over. Make the connection between your experiences that were imposed involuntarily on you by your microsystem, right? Which in the scheme of things relates to your home, your school, your church, your community, your environment, um, the people who are the closest to you um, and self-imposed, which means experiences that you had um, based on some decisions that you made or lack thereof that caused um, you to have some type of fear mindset. So the Israelites, just like us, believe a false narrative. And we talked about that before. Or um, what happens is there is, we internalize misinformation about who we are and how we view the world. Sadly, because of that mental breakdown in our subconscious, just like them, we also are always negative and suspicious of others because it doesn't line up with the false narrative. It, it, it impacted them and us. Um, and so it's like it, it impacts how we see our own reality not realizing how manipulation of others can physically and mentally put us in what I would like to call a chicken coop, right? Like as a result, it's like you're stuck in a mental cage, not realizing the world around you, not realizing the door to the chicken coop had been open the whole time, but mentally you were not aware that you had the ability to leave and walk out of the coop. Now the question lies, do you stay caged, caged in? Or are you ready to believe the truth that you can soar like an eagle? So, so, you know, I didn't discuss the last column because sadly, I mean, honestly, we don't believe the last column. We don't focus on the last column. What we focus on is the fear. That's what we focus on. But honestly, you already know the truth. You already know the facts. You already know what God says about you. You already know no matter what goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. You already know greater is he that is within me than he that is in with that he that is in the world. You already know. You already know everything works together. For your good. You already know you're created in his image. You already know you're more than a conqueror. Not as queens, yes, things you already know. But you fail to see, just like the Israelites failed to see the promised land because mentally they never wanted to come out of the chicken coop. Do you? Do you really want it? It's all about your mindset. The door is open for you. You have access. You're highly favored. You are daughters of a king. You must, I mean must, know who you are. Let me say this. Let me say this. Everyone has their opinion about Donald Trump. (laughs) I know y'all didn't think I was going there, but I'm going. Let me tell you something, right? Everybody got their opinion. 
good president, bad president. That's not my purpose today. But the one thing I can say about him is that he knows who he is. He believes in who he is, which is why he has no fear of speaking his mind, no fear of saying things that seem extraordinary off, right? No fear of Congress. He's not intimidated by anyone or anything. The man has no fear. How is that? How, how, how is that? What is so special about him? He definitely doesn't think. You know, he is a chicken, right? He, he don't think he's a chicken. He doesn't think that at all. He believes he's an eagle. So why can't we? Why can't you? God is no respecter of persons. Think about that thing. Eagles don't hang out with chickens. Now, now we know they're both birds, <laughs> right? They're in the same category, but they don't eat together. They don't find food together. They don't even sleep in the same place. They do not have the same characteristics. One is fierce. One is frail. Not to mention a chicken can't even fly. What is the point of having wings and you can't fly? Eagles only surround themselves around other eagles. Oh my goodness. Okay, hear this, hear this. I found this other quote and it blew me away. It blew me away. And so hear this. When you show a mental slave freedom, they're more likely to turn and attack you for disturbing their paradise. Liberation is their chains and liberators their enemies by Alik Shahada. And so really, if you think about it, When you show an Israelite freedom, he or she is more likely to turn and attack you for disturbing their paradise, their enslavement. Liberation was their chains and the liberator Moses was their enemy. Mm, it's powerful, right? It's powerful. Because most of the time, what we think is paradise is not and unfortunately, we prefer to be chained. We prefer to stay in what we think is paradise, and it's not. And someone tries to help us, and we think they're the enemy. Mm, mm, mm. Man, where did the time go? I could talk about this forever, but... Mm. Thank you for listening today, but my, you know, but it's time to fly Linus Queens. It is time to soar like an eagle. Amen. Like we, we cannot be afraid. We cannot have fear. We cannot have a fear mindset. If we're going to soar, we cannot be afraid of flying above the clouds and scared of heights. Especially when God is trying to elevate you. He is not. He's not trying to keep you on the ground. If he's trying to promote you and rise you up, think about it. Eagles do not use a lot of energy when they soar. <laughs> it 
You know, they, they, they trust the wind beneath their wings. They, they trust the elements to carry them to where they are going. This is what God is trying to do. He's trying to get you to do Linus Queen. Trust the wind beneath your wings. Now, don't forget, I want you to work on that worksheet, okay? So remember, you're trying to figure out, let me try to review this for you. You're trying to figure out the mental breakdown between your liberation and enslavement. What is causing you fear from moving forward? Write all those things down that was imposed or self-imposed. And be honest, you know, if you don't have anything to write down, you're not being honest. You know, when there's nothing to write down, you you should be on the other side. Okay. Because none of us are perfect. We're all working on something. We're all trying to improve something. So be honest. So go back. Think about what experiences, for example, did your mom or dad have that were imposed on you when you were growing up? So experiences like abuse, upbringing, hurt, rejection, abortion, addictions, abandonment, neglect, baggage, and write those down in that first column, okay? And then also write down any experiences that you voluntarily planted in your subconscious. Because sometimes it's not always coming from passed down. Sometimes it's not always generational curses, right? Sometimes we do things to ourselves and plant things in our subconscious. And they can be, you know, similar to your parents, so they can be different. But we plant things as well. Then in the second column, write down what fear mindset developed and evolved as a result of what was planted in your subconscious. Okay. Now, I know in many cultures, we keep family secrets. And sadly, that was, um, you know, there, there could have been some things that were imposed on you that was never brought up, that was never brought to the forefront, that, that was never discussed, that you never found out. So there are some things that you may not even be aware of. But if you know some things or you've heard some things, still write them down and see if there's a corresponding fear mindset. But it's crucial to you negating these false narratives and walking in God's truth. And then lastly, I made this the smallest column, but I this is what I, I really want you to see this. This is the problem. We don't believe the truth. But find scriptures that fight against those false beliefs that have been planted in your subconscious and fear mindset that God didn't give you. He didn't give you those things. And he never intended for you to carry it on your own. Amen. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha Linus Queen. Let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a Linus Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the Queen I am. 
He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. I would love to hear how the message empowered you. You can find Lioness Queen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Stay tuned. Come back next week, next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen. Have a blessed week.